Maybe. Hello and welcome everyone to the You're Still Out Golf Podcast, part of the Sports Pros Network, where we're always talking sports, so let's start the conversation. I'm your host, Keith Needham, and I'm joined in studio, as always, by my co-host and resident golf sicko, Mr. Jonathan Teal. Jay Teal, how are we doing this afternoon, bud? Keith, doing great. I'm excited to have a uh, new world number one, a top the golf world on the ladies' side. Excited to dive into LPGA golf. Um, wild, wild, crazy stuff out on the PGA tour, a wild world of pars as, uh, as it turned out to be a bunch of them though, um, a little bit golf starved, believe it or not. I'm, I'm ready to kind of get back out on the links. I took the weekend off. So, uh, plenty of energy tonight and all focused on uh, a lot of golf watching over the weekend. So I've got takes. And then, uh, obviously, excited about what we have coming up during the month of July. Yeah, that's right. Lynx Golf, baby. So, to answer your question, doing well. Happy to be here. Um, you know, I kind of watched a little soccer this weekend, believe yes, it or not. Yeah, uh, yeah. A lot of uh, a lot of action. I know you watched a lot of soccer, as always, and did wow. a little bit of that up at uh, our favorite 19th hole. Or what's the soccer version of 19th hole? Uh, I mean, I, PKs, I guess, right? So you go, you know, the extra at the end, maybe, perhaps? I'm not sure. We just saw PKs, as you mentioned. Uh, I literally just came from our favorite 19th hole slash uh, soccer pub, if we want to call it that. Soccer at least, pub. At least it pub. is this month, right? Yeah. So certainly with the Euros going on at uh, Chalk Luxury Sports Bar. And, uh, yeah, just watched uh, France, the favorites, get knocked out, J. Till. So our first upset, uh, major upset, we should call it, uh, of the European Championships. But, uh, uh, yeah, everybody knows about Chalk, right? 1324 West Memorial Road there in Chisholm Creek Plaza. You can follow the guys and gals up there on Chalk at ChalkOKC.com or follow them on Twitter and Instagram at ChalkOKC. OKC saw our man Ben Mason up there. Saw a friend of the pod, Maddie Stevens, was up there hey, having lunch as well. Maddie so Stevens. Uh, shout out to uh, to Matt. But uh, yeah, had a good time watching that. I, that now I had significant M and M's or or shekels, if you will, mm. on France. So it, it didn't work out for me uh, in that I regard. But it was exciting, it. right? So anytime you get to see PKs, and uh, you mentioned. Um, lots of pars, so we had a similar situation, a playoff uh, at the Travelers that we'll get to uh, as well. But uh, I, I guess we would be remiss, though, not to uh, remind our listeners of the uh, Big Green Euro contest giveaway that we have going on with our friends at Chalk in so- Chihuahua, Cerveza, excuse Chihuahua. me, uh, going to be giving away a Big Green Egg on Sunday, July 11th during the European Championship Finals. That's uh, not going to be France, so we'll see uh, who's going to be in the finals on that Sunday afternoon. Afternoon, but there plenty of ways to get involved there. Go up to Chalk, right? So fill out a slip, uh, show, uh, I guess get out there and follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Tweet a pic of you at Chalk uh, enjoying a lively Chihuahua Cerveza, and uh, that'll get you three entries uh, into the contest, JT. So whether you're a footy fan or not, whether you're a golf fan or not, everybody likes a big green egg. Man, those things are legit prizes. They are not cheap, but Legit prize at a legit place. Get yourself to Chalk and take in some sports this Week, I had the pleasure of being up at Chalk and watched um, a couple of different things. And, and got to start, got to start with the LPGA. Let's get the into it. KPMG Women's PGA Championship. A lot of letters. A lot of letters. A lot of letters there. Uh, we had a lot of birdies there because Nellie Corda and Lizette Salas absolutely ran away from the field and set up a great Sunday showdown. Uh, Nelly Corda gets it done. Some had uh, kind of questioned her uh, um, ability to close, specifically in a major in the big tournament championship. Yes. Yep. Perhaps a bit unfair since she's a uh, ripe old age of 22 years old. But, uh, you know, I think, I don't know what your take is on this, and it's a little bit touchy maybe in our PC culture, but an American Getting it done on that stage, she does ascend to world number one. You know, I think the knock for the casual golf viewer out there is, you know, I don't, I don't have anybody to kind of, kind of get behind from a rooting interest. Like, 
Uh, you know, the Asian contingent on the LPGA has really dominated for probably the better part of a decade. I was going to say, since, the last uh, seven, seven, six, six, seven years? Maybe yeah. Lorena Ochoa would have been the last uh, non-Asian kind of superstar, dominant player, world number one, uh, that really moved the needle, per se. Uh, Mexican nationality, obviously, Annika. Before. Uh, yeah. Swedish yeah. nationality before. So it's been a minute, even though Stacy Lewis who uh, was world number one in, I believe, 2014 uh, for, for a stretch. Um, you know, very high-quality character individual out there. Um, you know, probably doesn't have the cachet that a Nelly Corda has, and so I feel like we've had this confluence of excitement around women's golf now because you have kind of the star power, the it factor, the athleticism, um, all wrapped up in kind of an American poster child for women's golf, and so... It was a fun watch to see uh, she and Lizette go at it. Man, pretty two pretty different playing styles. I think that's a fair way to put it. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the relative contrast between the between the two in the final pairings there uh, over the weekend. And, uh, yeah, very, very different golfers, I think, is a fair way to put it. Yeah, for those who are more familiar with the men's game, I mean, almost imagine if, um, you know, you kind of have a, Dustin Johnson going up against a, you know, a Chez Reavy kind of thing where you got one who's just absolutely blitzing the golf ball, uh, taking every bunker out of play, uh, hitting it from the fairway bunker tight to the hole, just the speed and athleticism contrasted with this very precise, very uh, workman, or in this case, case workwoman-like effort from Lizette Salas. Honestly, damn impressive. She was able to be there in contention because for three rounds and honestly the better part of the, f- the final round fairway in position green par fives hitting my perfect layup wedging it close and she was stroke for stroke with Nelly Corda uh, but ultimately I think it was the par five 12th hole and I, I, I was I was dialed into this yesterday afternoon appointment viewing for me uh, Nelly par five 12th Lizette is, has no choice but to just kind of do her normal layup thing. Nelly hits an – I think Lizette laid up with a wooded club, like a hybrid club, laid up with a hybrid club. That's Nelly hits it Part on ones. the green with iron to about eight feet. She eagles, Lizette bogeys, all of a sudden, boom, three-shot swing. Pretty much tournament over, although there was a little bit of a hiccup. Nelly hit it in the water on uh, the 15th hole and kind of brought Lizette back into it a touch, but uh, ends up with a – Three-stroke victory, first American to world number one since Stacey Lewis in 2014, and and gets it done just in impressive fashion. And uh, I, I really think that if she can maintain, not even world number one, but just maintain being right there and, and constantly contending at majors, she's poised to be, for golf, what a Serena Williams, um, you know, um, Simone Biles with, with gymnastics, kind of some of these more you know, individual sports. I think Nellie Corda can be that uh, for women's golf because uh, she has that cachet and uh, the game to back it up. Yep, I was going to say very marketable. Um, yeah, marketable. Athlete, I think is a fair way to put it. So yeah, yeah has has the smile right. So uh, in you know good, bad, ugly, whatever you want to call it. Right, she is a tall. Athletic-looking blonde, right? Yeah. Which tends to attract marketing from an advertising standpoint. Yeah, very, like, uh, she's going to be a very marketable product, and, and she needed the back. Uh, you know, maybe maybe the the she's won tournaments, JT, as you'd kind of mentioned, yeah, sure. but kind of getting up over that hump and then you know finally achieving that world number one ranking, I think will will take her to new heights uh, for sure. And and you hope that she can maintain it, right? So that that's going to be the biggest thing. It's one thing to get there; it's another thing to maintain it. Yeah, obviously, in some ways, the pressure uh, ratchets ratchets up even further being world number one. But I think that she is poised to be one of those folks that we talk about, you know, you just pick up that first one and uh, all of a sudden things really start to click. And, uh, and that will be the case. And then on top of that, for like the golf kind of nerd or somebody who is really light into golf, you take like a Lexi Thompson, like, so she has a lot of those uh, qualities that we're talking See about. See a lot of commercials, right? And so, yeah, yeah. yet Nelly actually has like this stellar golf game. Like the, the swing is there. It's very aesthetically pleasing just from a golf mechanics standpoint. Uh, then on top of that, you kind of, you know, her family is very, um, you know, prominent. Her dad, Peter, uh, number two in the world at one point in the tennis game. 
Uh, her sister Jessica out on tour preceded her. They're out there battling. So there's just some cachet to it. So very cool. I uh, was happy to see it. Uh, we've been, those of us who follow women's golf, I think have been clamoring specifically for Nellie Corda to, to break out in a big way. And she did. And by the way, a very, very fast player. Everybody knows I'm a fan of fast golf. Let's, let's, yeah. let's see the shot. Let's hit the shot. Um, Lizette, in addition to not having uh, strat- strategically the kind of game Nelly has, tough scene. Tough scene on the slow play. I don't know if you picked up on it. Well, I mean, she wasn't quite as slow as another golfer, right? So, uh, uh, Fossey, right? So, got got tagged with the two-stroke penalty, which is essentially, you know, cost her uh, making the cut, right? So, I cost think she, some money. Yeah, she missed it by one stroke and had that two-stroke penalty assessed. And uh, she had some choice words uh, for the LPGA afterwards. She was not happy about it. But uh, I, I think I forwarded you an article that was pretty good reading, but talking about, you know, the, the, the personal – lens right that these golfers look they look look at things saying hey look i'm not slow everybody else is slow there's always some sort of rationalization or justification for why they took longer than perhaps they were supposed to take on a particular shot or on a particular hole or whatever it may be but you know that's something that i know you're passionate about i'm not maybe not as passionate about as you are my my rule is that you can either be really good or you can be really fast but you, you got to be one or the other, right? So it's other. like, if you're not any good, I'm not any good, but I'm fast, right? So I, I don't I don't take a whole lot of time. So I, I get around the course with 90 strokes in the same, you know, three and a half, four hours that uh, that somebody that, you know, hits at 75 strokes or whatever. So, uh, but I think you have to be one or the other. But uh, yeah, I mean, you saw it, you know, this weekend and you saw it cost someone a, a chance at making the cut. And so it has real ramifications, but uh, your thoughts on, you know, Fossey's penalty and just maybe the overall slow play in general. I don't want to say that it's maybe something that plagues the LPGA tour more I'll than the it. men's, but, uh, but it certainly feels that way, JT. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say I'm sure there's some, some numbers and facts that would back us up on that. Definitely, definitely the case that it plagues the LPGA uh, at a higher level than it does the PGA, which is laughable because it's terrible on PGA Tour as There's well. There's a few guys that stand out on the PGA um, Tour. And I think the problem is that it's kind of, it's, 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 it's disrespectful, not disrespectful, I don't know what word to use, that when, it, I think it, it puts the other players in the group that are fast at a disadvantage. It's, it's, it's selfish. When you, ha- it is, when you yeah, have yeah. that and narcissistic chasm yeah. of uh, fast player, slow player, it uh, the only person that it negatively affects is the is the faster player, and it's not a matter of just well just play slower. It, the, it's it's totally on the slow player to to pick up the pace and match everyone else. And so yeah, it's it's really bad. I you know I don't mind. Well, I shouldn't say I don't mind. I, I, I think you know, you've got to penalize it and you've got to do that to where it does cost players money. And that that will change. Like if it starts costing them money, Absolutely. it will change. The pocketbook is where it will change, change their behavior. Yep. Yep. Um, and certainly, I do that on the LPGA because the dollars aren't as uh, frivolously handed out as they are on the PGA Tour. Uh, but even on the PGA Tour, I think that that you hit them in the pocketbook hard enough, um, they they will start to speed up. So it's just crazy, and it's tough because it's a player run. These things are player run organizations, so it's almost like to get it enforced the players have to enforce it in a way so uh i was happy to see it and it's it sucks that lizette Salas is way slower than um maria fossey is but um she was the one that got popped this week and uh understandably so so um you know lizette seems like a just a wonderful human outside of golf and really inside of golf uh, but man it was it was painful to like they they cut to her you'd think she's about to hit and then they'd actually cut away from her and go show somebody else. And then they'd come back and kind of show her, finish her, finish her shot or whatnot. So, uh, Nelly's not that way. Fast gets over the ball, gets it done. Uh, even in crunch time, uh, was, uh, was a nice pace. So you think that's maybe a confidence thing? Is it, is it, is it, can it be oversimplified to where it's like, hey, look, I know where this is going every time I step up there and hit it, so I don't need to grind over this? Or or is it something something else? Is it some sort of personality trait, a tick, if you will, that some players are just uh, – because, you know, let's say we, we, we have a very prominent circle of 
friends that we like to play golf with here in Oklahoma City and Tulsa as well, right? Sure. So I'm, I mean, really across the entire state, but uh, predominantly here in OKC and then a handful of guys in Tulsa as well. And you know that within our circle, there are slow players and fast players. Yes. Uh, you know, what? what is it that maybe you know distinguishes between the two? Why are some guys and gals, uh, I'm going to get up there and hit it and I know where it's going, whether it actually goes there or not, and some people agonize over it, whether they actually hit it where they plan on or not. Um, yeah, that that's a really tough one to answer because I don't know if I, I, I think if I knew how to make slow players faster, I would have no problem telling them how to do so. so. You're the very only, direct on the that. only yeah. way I know how to do it is say, "Hey, hurry the hell up! Let's go! Like, what? Let's go! We gotta get. Let's catch it." And that, that's the way. If you're a fast player, you have to do it. It's like, "Hey, we need to catch this group ahead of us. Hey, we need yep. to catch this group. Hey, these group, these guys pushing. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go!" The old Marshall thing, right? See if you can catch that group ahead of you, right? Yeah. So that's always the uh, the exactly. Tip yeah. um, so I think it's a combination, probably, of some anxiety. Like, there's probably some anxiousness with slow players. To your point of like, maybe that's I would call that a different version than confidence. Like, you're a little anxious. And then a touch of taking it too, certainly at our level, taking it too serious. Yeah, that's part of it. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that's like this, para, you know, you almost get paralyzed by, well, man, I didn't really think that through and that cost me. It's just kind of like, I don't think so. Like, play play faster, you know, see the shot, hit the shot, uh, let's go. Uh, yeah, we have all sorts of guys. We're going to talk about some guys here in a little bit that yep. uh, are slow players and I get on them about it all the time, or I feel like I do. Maybe they're not listening. Um, but the bottom line is fast players are good players, and we, we got we got to speed up out there, folks, especially on the, on the, uh, on the amateur circuit, on the Saturday and Sunday games. Uh, we, we, have, we have other things we need, to, we need to get done in life. Let's, yep. let's, let's move along. I agree. I agree. But, uh, you know, we're taking a look at the leaderboard here, and, and one thing you mentioned, you know, whether good, bad, or ugly, right, from a, an American viewing standpoint, it was nice to see a couple of Americans kind of out there, you know, pacing the play, right? So it was essentially a boat race. I saw one of your tweets, I think. Of, <laughs> I, I got what you were talking about there uh, with the uh, the gift there. But it, it was really – Sunday was all about Nelly and, and, uh, and, and Liz, right? So there was nobody else really in contention. But you go down the leaderboard, and it was kind of nice to see. It was a very global leaderboard, right? It wasn't necessarily, you know, dominated by, uh, by one country, right? So we're you, so used to seeing – you know, here recently, you know, South Korea just kind of dominated. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you had H.J. Kim finishing third. And then you had Italy, right? So uh, Julia Molinaro, yeah. right, of the famous Molinaro family, uh, finishing a tie for third as well. Danielle King, uh, your girl, Patty uh, T, right? So Tabitha Nockett, uh, Thailand's owned. And uh, I think I owe you lunch at Chalk now, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Though she was definitely kicked uh, uh, JYK's butt this weekend. American Austin Ernst. France was represented with uh, Celine Boutier. Uh, and then you had uh, uh, South uh, Korean Amy Yang as well. You can kind of go down the list uh, for the top 10 there but you know I think seeing more golfers across the globe right uh, is really kind of intriguing and I think it will help from a viewership standpoint as well uh, to kind of see it more I don't know if if more represented or spread out right so that to where maybe one country isn't just dominating it but again you know Ball didn't lie, right? So, I mean, South Korea's been lie. kicking everybody's butt for a while and stuff, but uh, it was kind of refreshing to uh, to see a more uh, spread out uh, from a country standpoint representation there on a top 10 in a major leaderboard on the LPGA Tour. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, have, uh, I would encourage and really enjoy the, uh, the international <clears throat> flavor that the game of golf brings us. It brings a lot more personalities into play. It brings a lot more cool stories into play, um, but – gets down to brass tacks bottom line for golf to grow for golf to have the resources it needs etc uh the america the almighty american dollar or i guess we'd say, say debt leisure i'm not sure what the uh the proper uh, where all the money is coming from yeah that's fair but uh disposable is income. going to it's going to drive the boat here uh, here stateside so nelly gets it done plants the flag so to speak uh, and and then yes, Patty T absolutely uh, distance herself from uh, from Jin Young Ko in the straight up bet. Um, happy to see that Patty actually she actually faded a bit on on Sunday, but uh, tremendous women's major. Um, excited honestly about this weekend. I know we'll kind of get to future events here shortly, but uh, an LPGA event just down I thirty five this weekend. That's right, and uh, continues to be a fun watch. And um, interesting personalities throughout. 
but you know, a lot of, a lot of international golf. That's right. Yeah. Weekend. Let's, uh, you know, speaking of international golf and, uh, the global game, it is, let's take it across the pond, my friend. Yeah. To very local Munich, Germany. Yeah. Very local. You're right. So, uh, same, same game here as it is in Munich, Germany, but, uh, from a local tie-in Oklahoma state's Vic Hovland, right? He got the sand out of his eye. Right, kept the eye patch on. I think I made a joke this weekend about it. Helped his aim, but uh, Vic Hovland goes out and wins the BMW International uh, over in Germany this weekend. Holds off Martin Keimer, hometown boy there. So right from a German standpoint, and Jorge literally it was literally a home game. That's right, yeah. Jorge Campillo at 15 under, but Vic Hovland. I mean, I think what he shot a 64 on Saturday. Yeah, an absolutely super sweet round of golf. I mean, that that was an impeccable round of golf. Was fun to watch. Uh, I actually watched a lot of this on both Saturday morning and Sunday morning. It is definitely coffee golf season. Very excited about that. Yeah, late June, early July is kind of where we are. Yeah. And he hit like every green on uh, Saturday morning. He was rolling in putts um, like a machine and uh, went into Sunday with a three-shot lead. Uh, really started pretty flat. I think the lead got as, as low as one because Martin Keimer, uh, two-time major champion Martin Keimer, uh, put on quite a show on Sunday to close the gap. But ultimately, Vic did what he had to do. Birdies 16 and 18 to, uh, to win comfortably by two shots. First Norwegian golfer to ever win on the European Tour. That is shocking, right? Isn't it? Isn't it shocking that he's the first one to win? You would think that that would have been a regular occurrence, uh, although I'd have a hard time naming another Norwegian golfer. Yeah, Um, I'm with you, yeah. So I think a lot of times we lump Norway in with uh, Sweden. Sweden, We think of the the prolific winners that Sweden has had, both on the men's and women's side. Uh, But Vic Hovland gets it done in Germany, and uh, you would think... That would springboard him into an amazing summer. Obviously a lock for the Ryder Cup at this point. Uh, Fun to watch Vic Hovland do what he does. Um, And then, you know, there were some other names on the leaderboard of of somewhat familiar. uh, We mentioned Keimer, but uh, Andy Sullivan, a.k.a. Brent Christie. Uh, fun to see that doppelganger get it, getting it done. Had a had a fantastic little interview. They, the Euro Tour does a lot more. They interview him as they're kind of walking down the fairway, kind of stuff, mm-hmm, which is super mm-hmm. cool. Uh, it was cute to see Andy give a couple jokes there. Um, and then you know, getting a, an amateur up there, Matthias, Matthias Schmidt, right? Yeah, so German, yeah, right? We, so we, he finished uh, eleven under, tied for fourteenth. Always cool to see an amateur finish up there in the top. Uh, I mean, not top ten, but close to the top ten. That was cool. Yeah, it was very cool to see that. Um, when you think about amateur games, you're really getting into amateur season, obviously. A lot of big events on the amateur front, both locally, nationally, internationally. Obviously, the British Open, excuse me, the UK British Open, uh, highlights a lot of amateur golf. And uh, it, was, it was fun. It's just, again, this, to me, the being kind of, you, you get past the US Open, and you, to me, as a golf fan, you really turn your attention to that those early morning European tour events because you're going to start to get into uh, Irish Open, Scottish Open. You're going to start to see some Lynx golf. The, the German uh, event, the BMW International, was absolutely not a Lynx course. It was you'd, if you thought it was in Detroit, you wouldn't you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't argue yeah, with somebody. Yeah. Parkland, but uh, we're about to get into. In fact, uh, as we're talking, I'll kind of pull that up. But um, you have the British Open that's going to be the week of the twelfth. I think I think it I think we might be Irish, Scottish, British here the next three weeks. So this is the time you get up a little bit early, you get yourself a cup of coffee, the house is quiet, watch some golf, you will not forget out. Now I can't guarantee that you'll have a playoff or anything exciting happen. And I certainly can't guarantee you will have an eight was it eight? Eight. Eight, eight hole playoff at the Travelers. I I uh I, that that thing just was like a carousel. It's like around and around. It's like when is it going to stop? When yeah, is it let's stop? let's dive into that. The uh, Travelers Championship right up in uh, Connecticut, right? TPC River Highlands, a really cool course, right? So uh, kind of fun to see on television. Got some uh, undulation and some mounds out there in the fairways and whatnot. So uh, obviously the 18th hole, we saw that a lot uh, yesterday afternoon. So some water there. The uh, the Travelers umbrella, kind of the iconic logo that you see iconic. with that event. So yeah, the red umbrella, but Harris effing English. 
flushing so, the golf uh, ball. Holds off Kramer Hickok, and again, an absolute epic playoff, right? So CBS had the coverage. They were showing it up there. Tied for the second most playoff holes of all time. There was a tournament back in the 40s, I believe, late 40s in, in Detroit, of all places, which we'll talk about Detroit coming up a little bit later on, that went to 11 playoff holes, and they were unable to split the two golfers. I don't remember who it was now, but they essentially declared them co-winners as they uh, ran out of daylight. But uh, the uh, the playoff yesterday afternoon between Harris English and Kramer Hickok ties for second most of all time, eight playoff holes, absolutely incredible. And it was a par-off, as you'd kind of mentioned, right? So they, <laughs> they they went back and forth between 17 and 18. Predominantly, the 18th hole was the one they kept playing. And each guy kept making pars. But, Jay Till, these were crazy pull it out of your rear yeah, end this, pars, this right? One guy would... about a two, bunch yes, of two-putt pars. Yeah, but. yeah. One guy would hit it within six or seven feet, and you think, all right, well, he's going to make birdie here. Well, he'd miss it. He'd tap in for par, and the other guy would have a 25-footer for par, and he'd make the damn putt, and they, they kept going. It uh, it got uh, pretty ridiculous. I mean, both uh, Harris and Kramer were kind of laughing at one another when it was all said and done. They're kind of the last couple of hosts, and can you believe this? But the fans got into it. Uh, oh, it yeah. was really kind of cool there. I think at one point, I'd sent you a text message and said that the fans are doing the way at a PGA event. So I don't know how I feel about that, but well, they, okay. they had had a couple you, extra hours to get lubed yeah, up I was going to say, you get a yeah. whole other hour and a half, two hours of golf. What, what do you expect is going to yeah. happen yeah, after pretty, they've been out there all day uh, hitting the sauce a little bit uh, up in Cromwell? But it was, uh, it was, it was pretty epic, uh, although somewhat monotonous, um, you know, getting, you know, tee to green almost. Uh Really, man, hate it for Kramer Hickok. Of the two guys, I mean, we are, we are obviously big Harry English fans here on this podcast. Uh, Harris has uh, had well-documented success out on tour, already a winner this year. This makes number two. Uh, Kramer Hickok yet to get his first PGA Tour win, and you love to see guys break through for their first. So um, close. So close. a worthy champion in Harris English who – yeah, Kramer, uh, way back, uh, UT guy, I believe as I well. Believe, right, yes, played the University on, uh, of Texas. Uh, maybe he's on uh, the Jordan Spieth team. I think so. I think uh, he's in that I, age I group, maybe right. right around thirty. Yeah, give or take. So the playoff was pretty cool. Uh, was awesome to see. We can now say Olympian Abraham Answer right. make a run on Sunday. He shoots sixty-five to jump into a solo fourth, buoyed my. DraftKings lineup for Dirty Birdies. Another even better round of 63 by your boy for the week, Kevin Kisner. That's right. Puts you uh, well into uh, not the money, but the respectability. That was, uh, I believe we had dueling fourth and fifth place finishes uh, yeah, we, from we you finished, and I, respectively. I mean, arguably the two worst spots that we can absolutely finish, JTL, because we're just out of the money. I finish in fourth. You finish a point and a half behind at fifth. But the shout-out to our winners this week, a Greybeard 5 wins first. BD Petty, who I think that guy's been in the money a couple of times, if I'm BD not mistaken. Petty is I recognize the name. absolutely yeah. buying a new boat with yeah. winnings off of Dirty Birdies. Second place. And then Airman 5384 finishes in third. Uh, they, they had a couple of spots on us there. Thank you for uh, your points. service. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, again, shout out to our guys, uh, Scotty Gerse and Chad 2G Ford for uh, the Dirty Birdie side of getting that set up again. We'll, we'll be doing it again this week, right? So Rolling at the right Rocket Mortgage. So riding our rockets up to right. Detroit. That's right. But, and, uh, hey, we had a good turnout, though, right? Because it was a post-major 75. event. 75 guys and gals in the event. So great turnout. So, does yeah, it say, kudos. Does it say what uh, Graybeard 5, what was his payout? Do we do we have any uh, insight uh, on that? I, 168.75. 168.75 yeah. bucks for a $5 entry? Man. Not too shabby. You can play all 2022 on those dollars now actually graybeard five is just my burner account so if you uh, oh, thank you for uh, that. thank you for the win not believe um that. you gotta have several if you're gonna win in this game but uh yeah our man loaf was in there i saw him he finished top 10 loaf, right? top so, 10 yeah. a nice little top shout 10. out to some friends of the pod you know, i will say i don't Butterball know what the, maybe we uh we do this after the the new season starts in september but you know i think i think scooter in uh the next season needs to come up with some sort of season long how we're doing uh, not it's that fair. you and I would still be in the top five. FedEx but, uh, Cup-esque standings. At least yeah. we could kind of give some some dap to the folks who are grinding out there and just entering, you know. And, uh, thanks for the engagement, folks. We appreciate it. Uh, hopefully it's been as fun for you as it is for us. It uh, just shows you, you know, you're, when you're grinding over, uh, you know, if Rafa Cabello Breo is going to make the cut, you know, you know you have some skin in the game. So Travelers Championship, a lot of fun. 
uh, cured the U.S. Open hangover. And, um, yeah, I think uh, TPC River Highlands showed out well, a long-term site yeah, of the championship yep. uh, there in Connecticut. And uh, I think the real hangover will probably commence this week as we head to Detroit. Uh, again, we've teased that several times. We'll get to that. But have some local stuff. Really yeah. local. I mean, hyper local. Right down the road in Norman, Oklahoma. But uh, you mentioned a global game. We're going to bring it back locally. We had the Oklahoma Golf Association Stroke Play Championship uh, this past week, Jay Till, uh, down at Jimmy Austin Golf Course in Norman, Oklahoma. It had a very OU flair to it, I guess, when it was all said and done, right? Whenever you look at the leaderboard and, uh, and the guy that eventually held on and won it. But we had some local guys, right? Friends of the pod, I think that we would like to call them. And one of them has been on the pod here very recently with us, right? So our man Jay Hop was in the event and made a, made a good showing, right? Yeah, so made a good account know, of himself. We, yeah, we had, a, we had a handful of competitors that uh, we, we are friends with. Uh, format for the OGA stroke play uh, was set up to be two rounds of qualifying until they made a 40-player, I believe, cut um, to set up a final round on Wednesday. So it was a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday event for those that made it through. Jake Hallbrook uh, of our beloved Oklahoma Sooners shoots a, a two-round total of 11 under par, pretty salty, 66, Jimmy. Six, tough course, sixty-seven uh, to to win the, uh, the the tournament. The uh, the low finisher in the Stewart National Society division uh, was our man Brett Dragon Alcorn. Uh, he did <laughs> he did miss out on making the cut. A uh, seventy-seven, seventy-seven for our man Dragon. Um, he had a hot, hot putter going that day uh, from uh, some inside sources that I had there on the grounds uh, and just uh, couldn't make enough putts, unfortunately, to, to, to make up for kind of a tough ball striking round from the normally reliable Brad Alcorn off the tee and into the green. Uh, our man Jay Hop, as you, as you mentioned, did manage to break 80, uh, not make the cut, just 79. He uh, had a tough day on the greens uh, from what he told me. Uh, had a case of the nerves out there. Interesting, you know. Yeah, the, he talked about it here, you know, the week before or whatever, saying, hey, look, I, I uh, you know, I, I want to break 80, but I know that I'm going to be a little nervous, but I know that that, you know, that's okay, right? Means It means something, right? If you got a little nerves up there, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it shows that you care. You know, if, you have, if you're not nervous, you don't care. So I like, I like the nerves. Uh, and then uh, my guy, my hitter, my mate, Matthew Nolan, Nolo, uh, tough, really tough day. Very uncharacteristic. Uh, 85 to miss the cut. Uh, really had a few bad breaks out there. A couple tree uh, entanglements uh, that were a very tough scene. And you hate to hear it and you hate to see it. Uh, yet, he was not Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, that goes to our man Jarris Shahan, uh, Norman High School product. Uh, he's been out of school a few years. Best we can tell is not doing anything with the, the golf uh, professionally. Tough round. Semi-professionally. Tough, tough back nine. High-level amateur. I don't know what happened. We'll try to get connected with, with Jarris. Two, two nines on the card on the back on. nine. Yeah. Uh, 96 for our guy, Jarris. Uh, it was hot out there, yet I still don't think he broke the temperature, unfortunately. I uh, did have several guys over 90, so you hate to see that. But you know what? They were out there. They were in the arena. They were getting dirty, you know, just like Teddy Roosevelt said, you know, who are we to criticize? Kudos to all, however many people are on this list that got out there, um, competed, and uh, happy to see that our guys fought hard to the finish. Uh, we did have some some things to say about the OGA's criti- you know, handling of Monday. It was a washout on Monday, so this got moved to kind of a one-round qualifier before the cut. Uh, best I could tell last Monday, the rain had stopped by noon. We could have gotten golf in. Uh, so we'll just be critical of the OGA as we are the USGA. Uh, Jimmy Austin is a tremendous course, great drainage. They could have got it in. So there was some some, some controversy. Yeah, kind of reminiscent of the uh, what the NCAA regional for the women's golf down in uh, Baton Rouge, right? So kind of a, ah, we're just throwing our hands up, the top six move on. So yeah, kind, hate, of, kind of BS. To see it. Yeah. Now, I will say, that our boys will be back in a couple things coming up. We have the uh, 
the Oklahoma Amateur qualifying both at Lincoln West and Lake Hefner North in the month of July to see if they can get themselves qualified for the August um, State Amateur up at Cedar Ridge in Tulsa. And then the Mid-Amateur, which I believe you just qualify for based on Handicap uh, Index, uh, all three I believe will be playing at. That is the um, first Monday and Tuesday in August up at Oakwood Country Club at Jim of a Perry Maxwell. And so we'll be following the exploits of our uh, what are you know elite golfers in our minds and the guys we aspire to get on their level out there getting it done, making it happen uh, here here in our very backyard. So shout out to you guys. I love to see it. And uh, excited to follow the rest of the uh, the amateur. I know, I know, we're gonna we'll tease this club championship at Lincoln. That's we're right. Gonna, we're gonna get yeah. behind that end of, um, end of July, beginning of August. Give definitely, or take, and, and that's something that handicaps of all shapes and sizes and differentials should seriously consider. More to come on that into into July. But uh, the amateur golf scene is always hot, both literally, literally and figuratively, in the summer and. Uh, Man, excited. Fun fun month coming up. Yeah, might be having our man AK uh, back on the pod to talk a little bit about mm-hmm. uh, the, the Lincoln Park Club Championship coming up. And, uh, yeah, right at a month. I actually something. understand that AK was down at Jimmy Austin uh, just uh, milling about um, the the uh, the other AK, the, the one that co- totally stiffed us. Mm-hmm. I asked J-Hop to go up to him and say, what's the deal? You know, why did you kind of bail at the last minute? Yeah, obviously he had a case of the nerves going. I could, he he wouldn't approach him, which you know, big understandable. Audience, you know, big big audience, audience, but uh, yeah, Lincoln Park Club Championship coming up fast and furious. More to come on that. And uh, I see you've got the European Tour schedule coming. So give me the next few weeks, just next yeah. three weeks. We'll no, say, you, you, you talked about you know coffee golf, right? As we like to call it here in the states right now. Certainly for the next three weeks, my friend. But we do have. The Dubai duty-free Irish Open coming up in Kilkenny, Ireland. Always fun to say that. Uh, coming up this weekend, we have the Scottish Open after that, and then a little tournament we like to call the Open Championship. The Open Championship. After that one, J-Till. So, yeah, and then you have the Wells Open right after that. I don't know. That one, a little bit of a drop-off there, little, I guess. Yeah, maybe. a little bit of a not, not 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 throwing shade at the Welsh, right? They've had a tough week. They got knocked out of the Euros as well, so... Uh, un- unceremoniously as well. So the uh, yeah, the Danes then we, kicked then we, their butts. Then we go to Northern Ireland, and then we're back in Scotland. English Open, and yeah, we have so, quite yeah. a we have quite the quite tour, a, quite a tour of links golf. Treat yourself, folks. We'll hang out in the UK for the next month. Brew the Folgers, get it turned on. I'll be up with you. I can assure you, European Tour golf season is in full swing at this point. Love yeah. it. Absolutely, but you know, before we move on, JTL, you know, I did want to give a little bit of love uh, to the uh, the Champions Tour as you well. Love my giving so, love to the old, yeah, guys. the old guys, right? Steve Stricker, Ryder Cup captain, captain right? Stricker, so, absolutely, Captain America. Steve Stricker holds off Jerry Kelly uh, in Akron, Ohio, at the Bridgestone Senior Players Championship. Uh, Stricker's been playing really, really well, right? So we saw him, unfortunately, at Southern Hills last month, kind of collapse right in yeah, that final round. So bit. ugly to see there, but uh, he bounces back here uh, and ends up winning this one comfortably, right? So ends up uh, winning by six strokes over second place Jerry Kelly. Only two golfers under par. So Freddie Couples wow. and David Toms finish even par, but outside of that, that is it. So a lot of names that you would recognize up there in the top ten, but uh, uh, Bridgestone uh, or Akron, the uh, Firestone, uh, excuse me, getting those my stones. Uh, I knew it was named after a tire, but uh, Firestone played really, really tough this week. So they had it uh, uh, playing really difficult for the guys, but uh, Tim Petrovic, right, we saw him kind of compete there towards the end at Southern Hills as well. Uh, he rounds out the top ten, Rocco Mediate, Jim Furyk uh, finishes sixth. Our man Ernie Els uh, finishes fifth. But uh, a lot of big names there in that top ten for the Seniors uh, Player Championship. But good to see Captain America playing well. And, again, the Ryder Cup will be here before we know it, my friend. So end of September, it's uh, it is, it'll be here. Coming up very <laughs> quickly. Coming up very quickly. You know, the only other thing that I had in, in the YSO grab bag, uh, as we call it, um, Made me think of it, a couple, couple things. Absolute collapse on Sunday from Bubba Watson. He uh, came into Sunday. He broke his driver. Mind shape. He did break his driver. <laughs> that, uh, that was, was pretty wild. Over the weekend. Um, but I was reminded of uh, something that I think has, has worn out a couple of our loyal listeners as it relates to Bubba Watson. Okay. This whole idea that Bubba Watson has, quote, never had a golf lesson. Right? Self-taught. It's been it's been laid on us for you know probably all the way since uh, when did he kind of break onto the scene? God, 10, 15, 15 years ago, right? It's so, been a minute. Yeah. 
And inevitably, in every golf tournament that he's even marginally in contention of, it's one of those deals you can just count on that the announcers are going to they go they go go to the well for like just the basic stuff on every single golfer. Um, guys, never had a golf lesson. The man went and played collegiate golf. He had a golf coach. He goes and he's on the Corn Ferry Tour. He's on the PGA Tour. Um, Got to give um, credit where credit is due to, to my man, Doug Jacobson, for bringing this back into my focus because I've started to like Bubba a little bit. He's becoming a little bit likable. He's saying some good things, shining some light on some things. Yet, we still have the top button buttoned, which has got to go. And Bubba, come out and say it. Look, guys, I know it's cute, but I, I've obviously had some golf instruction. Yeah, I mean, yeah you, you rewind back to a period of time there when Bubba was having a lot of success and, and in the news quite a, quite a bit, and he was that golfer that all the other golfers on tour wanted to punch in the face. Yeah. Right, so Patrick Reed and maybe Bryson now has kind of supplanted him from the dislikability standpoint. But you're right, seems to have matured a little bit, uh, a much more likable guy, right? So getting older, right? I think he's got a, got a kid or two now, so maybe it's mellowed him out a little bit. But, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, yeah, but, you should you know, probably be thanking Bryson I wanted, yeah, I wanted to load the clip from a Dumb and Dumber that our pet's heads are falling off. You know, so <laughs> our, our driver's heads are falling off. So, yeah, that, that was a pretty wild scene. Uh, that the fact that I think he still scrambled around and made par from that hole as well. So after yeah, I mean, hitting it, it and he his driver's head fell off. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty uh, pretty wild stuff. Very interesting. So yeah, just had to, had to be a little critical of Bubba. Uh, most recently, uh, heard it at the U.S. Open when he uh, hit I think a couple drivers off the deck uh, that weekend, and uh, they they threw out there. Well, it just shows you the creativity of Bubba Watson. Never had a golf lesson, uh, guys. Yeah, simmer come, down. Come on, guys. Please, you're, you're killing me. I'm with you. I'm with you. Well, well let's go to this weekend, J. Till. Uh, a very patriotic weekend, my friend. So, mm. 4th of July weekend. We'll be seeing Independence uh, you know, Day. a lot of hot dogs, a lot of hamburgers, right? So, you, you'll get some fireworks. Uh, weather permitting here is a very rainy forecast here in Oklahoma, it seems like, uh, over the last couple of days and for the next few days as well. So, hopefully, the heavens will part and we'll have dry skies in days for golfing purposes uh, here over the weekend, my friend. But uh, from a PGA standpoint you mentioned we're headed up north right to detroit the rocket mortgage classic uh, i'm not going to pretend to know a great deal about this event j till uh, but i do know that uh, we're, we're going to be at the detroit golf club right the defending champ is the big golfer bryson big DeChambeau. Golfer. he is the odds-on favorite from a betting standpoint no we'll get into our picks uh here in a moment as well at a seven to one odds on favorite big folks. i mean that that's very uh short odds i guess is what we would say so that's uh uh not a lot of value there on a particular golfer whenever you see a guy at seven to one is the favorite there so vegas thinks that bryson's going to play well but i, I what did you you describe this course as a uh a what uh, uh, a bit of a bomb and gouger bomb and gouger yeah, which is yeah. a little bit interesting it's actually uh, I believe it's a Donald Ross original design, uh, Detroit Golf Club, yet uh, is somewhat of a, of a PGA Tour, I don't know, stereotype, archetype. Uh, it's, it's definitely typecast, if you will, as uh, yeah, it's long, um, kind of thick rough is the main uh, defense, if you will, um, and absolutely uh, fits Bryson to a T, fits anybody who hits it long uh, off the tee. Uh, but, yes, Donald, Donald Ross design, which is very interesting. Uh, I may have that completely wrong. Uh, yeah, Donald Ross. Um, you kind of think of Donald Ross as being an old-school, golden-age golf, golf architect, but they have kind of taken that design uh, and a lot of those characteristics and blown them up a bit. So not not – not uh, an architecturally disinteresting golf course, but certainly based on the setup, favors the bomber. And I'm sure that will play out uh, in our pick. So that that's a big event this weekend. Uh, I know that you wanted to talk about something that's very close down the road to us um, on the LPGA side. I know we're kind of coming right. off a little bit of an LPGA hangover from the, uh, the PGA Championship, but uh, take us down to the Colony. That's right. Yeah, the old American golf course. We have the Volunteers of America Classic 
this weekend on the LPGA Tour. You mentioned they're in the DFW area, right? So DFW, yeah. cool to have a, uh, whether it's a PGA or LPGA event, so relatively close. Uh, we've got a lot of friends and family and listeners of the pod that's in the DFW area. So hopefully we'll get uh, some guys and gals out at that event. Probably probably going to be warm and muggy, if I had to guess, knowing the uh, uh, DFW area at this time of year. But uh, yeah, it be interesting to see you know what the follow-up is going to be. Uh, I don't know if Nelly Corda is in the field this week. I haven't looked ahead, to be honest with you, to ch- kind of check that. But, uh, you know, what sort of field that the Volunteers of America Classic uh, draws uh, after a major, right? So we always talk about depleted fields, if you will, in the PGA after major championships. Uh, the Rocket Mortgage Classic, again, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that here in a moment. But the field, looking at the odds here, is not terrible uh, on that front, so hopefully the uh, LPGA event will yield a, uh, yeah, a good well, field as well. I think if the LPGA major this past weekend got got your uh, got your motor running on women's golf, I, I would point out you know you have a, a, a local tie-in in Kendall Dye, uh, University of Oklahoma, Norman Girl uh, teeing it up out there, Lauren Coughlin. Uh, somebody who is uh, a no laying up kind of endorsed young hitter. She will be in the field, uh, perhaps a more recognizable name uh, for reasons, golf and non-golf, Natalie Golbus in the field. And so there are uh, several uh, high-level players, Say Young Kim, a top five player in the world, Jin Young Ko, uh, previously the number one player in the world. It lists Nelly currently in the field. Um, again, this is probably from last week. Yeah, would we'll shot me if she, if she uh, maintains that. So it will be a, a solid field to get out, get down to DFW, go check it out. Um, frankly, since I'm on a little bit of an LPGA hangover myself, when I was looking over this week's schedule, you know, it kind of kind of got out of my radar, off my radar. I think this is one I probably would have tried to get down. I may still. Um, try to talk the wife into maybe going down early Saturday morning. Uh, actually, we're having breakfast Saturday morning. That won't work. Lot, lots to think about, guys. All I'm saying is, if you're in the DFW area, you're listening, you didn't know this was happening, make it a point to get out. I'm sure it'll be very low cost. I can't imagine you yep, can't get out absolutely. there for more than 20 Tickets are 20, still available. Bucks. Shoot. Yep. And, uh, and support the LBGA Tour. Now, a couple more things uh, that are coming up between maybe now and next week's podcast. Also down 35, Fairway Files. We have a major blood match going on. Jimmy Austin, July 5th. It is Team America, America's team, versus Team Pink Dragon. Yes, I'm talking about myself and my hitter Nolo. 2v2 against Alcorn Dragon and Justin Hoppick, Mr. Shades of Pink. We're going we're going mono e mono, or I guess mono mono e mono mono. Yeah. Uh, a lot of monos in there. Just down at Jimmy Austin, excited to see what those guys dealt with in the OGA. Look for some content from that. And then I'm seeing another version of the match coming up. Did that get away from right. July, yeah, July 6th? Right? 6th. Uh, Phil, Tom Brady. Who else is playing in that? Those are the ones that I remember. It's, uh, Bryson and Brooks, right? Bryson and Brooks. You may have heard of those guys over the last uh, month or two. Really? Is it Bryson and Brooks? Holy yeah, crap. That's so. going to be like a freaking... Right, yeah, is Aaron? I think, I think Aaron, I think Aaron Rogers Aaron is. Rogers. Yeah, I, I think, think it's Aaron Rogers. Brooks just was trolling somebody about. Yeah, maybe it's Bryson and uh, Phil. That's who it is. Yeah, yeah. Brooks yeah, so is not got, playing. That's it, right. Yeah, is, yeah, is yeah. Tom, yeah. I think Tom Brady and Phil must be pairing up again, and then Aaron Rodgers and Bryson. That, that has to be the teams. I think that's right. Yeah. So that is July sixth. Uh, just in case we forget to cover it <laughs> next week's pie, which is quite possible. I don't know how I feel about these matches. Uh, I think it was it was it was a novelty whenever it was. You know, it's like, oh, that'd feel. be kind of fun. Yeah, but now I'm like, eh, I don't, I don't really care. Well, it's on a Tuesday, so you can probably imagine how the TV folks feel about it as well. well it's big up in Big Sky, Montana, though, so primetime golf, right? So you get the two hours behind, so it'll be uh, at night, so you can watch it under the lights there a little bit. Uh, the reserve at Moonlight Basins, where it's going to be at, so which I'm not going to pretend to know a lot about that golf I'm course. I'm not familiar. Yeah. I am not familiar. Uh, all that being said, I believe where our focus is going to be with picks is at the Rocket yeah, Mortgage let's get Classic, into and so... We are going to dive in to who we say you should point to, both in your Dirty Birdies lineup, perhaps, or if you want to make a straight-up wager with whatever service provider you use for such tomfoolery. We have the folks you're going to want to pick. 
And uh, we got some spicy ones, I feel like, this week. We, we did a little a bit of pre-work on this one. Since, we've we've uh, been kind of hot here over the last we, two or three weeks as well, right? Heater. So you don't want to talk about it. It's almost ha- having a no-hitter. But the weather's heating yeah. up. Our picks are heating up. Golf season is in a fever pitch. And so the picks are the same. Uh, Dark Horse, again, 100 to 1 or greater odds. Um, a little bit tough one to handicap those because of Dark Horse. I mentioned the hitters, the big hitters ballpark. Um, I'm going Patton Kazire, peak his, um, you know, fr- friend of the program, actually at 120 to one. I think that, uh, this ballpark suits him great. He does hit it a long way, uh, fits the bill of the faceless PGA tour golfer, unfortunately. So give me, give me uh Patton Kazire as my dark horse, my friend. I like it. I like it. I'm going to go with the guy that's at plus 12,000, 120 to one as well. And that is Canadian Mackenzie Hughes, right? So you'll you'll remember that name from a couple of weeks ago out at uh, the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines. Hit it in the tree. Hit it in the tree. Was in contention for a moment, J. Till, and then obviously kind of faded after that. Uh, he did make the cut this weekend at the Travelers, but uh, I think he, he may have been the last guy to make the cut, if I'm not mistaken. Faded a bit. Yeah, didn't, didn't have a stellar weekend there in Connecticut. But, you know, it's in Detroit, right? It's basically right across the lake from Canada. Uh, almost the closest thing to a hometown game. Maybe I'm going to get this week, so I'm going to go okay, with Mackenzie Hughes. I, I'm going to interrupt here. Uh, I'm going to interrupt our pick segment for uh, some breaking news that folks I'm sure don't know. Um, Detroit is the only place that Canada is actually south of the United States. Geography lesson here. Picture that, folks. We We have somewhere that the nation of Canada extends below the United States Found that out on a trip to Detroit. When you look across what's the river right there, you look south into Canada. How about that? Mind blown. Windsor, Windsor. Mm. Well, speaking of mind blown, I like where you're going with your cut maker. We're going snake draft this week. Tell us who you got in that 50 to 1 or worse that is going to surprise folks and be a lock to make the cut. Yes, absolutely. A name we've mentioned on the pod in the past, Lanto Griffin. I'm going to go with Lanto Griffin, 80 to 1 this week, plus 8,000. From an odd standpoint, I think he's a lock to make the cut and wouldn't surprise me if he's up there sneaking around the top 10 of the leaderboard this weekend, Jay Till. So I'm going to go Lanto Griffin, 80 to 1 as my cut maker, bud. But who you got? Who's your cut maker? Well, we definitely arm wrestled over Lonto. We uh, we gave you a uh, deference since you were the higher finisher in Dirty Birdies this past week. So I had to go a little bit off the radar. Sepp Straka, big strapping lad, which means he gets it out there a ton, has had a very mostly down season, to be quite honest. But guys like Sepp Straka tend to make their hay in these weeks between majors uh, maybe some of the big names are taken off. Summertime, both pre-British Open and post-British Open, you're going to see a lot of folks that you forgot about over the last year pop up. You're going to see that from uh, from Sep uh, out there this weekend. He is going to be my cut maker, and uh, I think I'm giving you a little bit of value with old Sep Straka at uh, 65 to one. Yep. So there you there you go uh, on the on the cut maker now. Feel a lot better about my top ten lock, frankly, than I do about Sepp Straka. But Matty Wolf, he's back, folks. He is back. Wanted to pick him to win. It's a pick with the heart right now, ladies. Wanted to pick him to win. Uh, I feel I slighted him at the U.S. Open. Didn't think he was. You feel you you may have slighted him. I I I I, I did slight. We him. can go back and play the audio. I did slight Matty Wolf. <laughs> no longer, at least for this week. Top 10 lock, he's going to show that uh, the U.S. Open was not a fluke. He's going to validate that with a top 10. Uh, This is a course that absolutely fits his game. He's got it back in between the mustard and the mayo. Uh, Plus 2,700 to win. Should be very comfortable for a top 10 lock. Um, You know, a very likable guy. Absolutely like your top 10 lock, I would say, that fits that definition. Yep, absolutely. Before I get to the, I want to go back to Sepp Straka, though, because we were talking about that. I pulled up his stats. You said a big boy, right? So I, I was looking up to see what country he was from. He's Austrian-born, uh, but uh, went to the University of Georgia, 6'3", 235. Crazy he was an outside linebacker for that Bulldog team, right? So he might have been playing two sports there. Shout out to uh, Coach Hibble, uh, OU zoned. Uh, he was a Georgia Bulldog as well. But, uh, yeah, Sepp Straka, big boy, big strapping lad there. Hits it a long way. But, yeah, my top tenner, 
J.T. as you mentioned, a very likable character. Very likable. Going with the dude, Charlie Hoffman. It's crazy. Amanda and I actually watched the the Big Lebowski this weekend. So just hey. uh, it was popping on, popped up. It, it's it's all coming together, people. An epiphany. Got to go with the dude this week at thirty three to one plus thirty three hundred. Like the odds there. And, and these are the types of tournaments that you see Hoffman. You know, maybe if he doesn't win, he's up there competing, right? So maybe not in the prime time biggest. Uh, most uh, competitive fields, but in these tournaments, he's good enough to beat out a lot of the other guys. So I think you're getting some good value on the dude here. Charlie Hoffman, 33 to 1, is my top tenor. And so I guess we got to go winner, right? So let's go winners. This is going to be the week, JT. This is the week. Willie Z, Will Zalatoris, plus 2,000, 20 to 1 odds. One, he's up there, one of the top four, top five from a favorite standpoint this weekend. We were looking at the stats, JT. He's got 17 top 10s, and he still doesn't officially have PGA Tour status. Absolutely insane. I think this is the week he gets over the hump. Again, somewhat depleted field. I like Willie Z to break through, get his first PGA Tour victory at the Rocket Mortgage Classic 20-1. to 1. Willie Z is my pick to win. God, I hope it happens. No Rooting one deserves it more than Will Zalatoris. Punch that ticket to the PGA Tour. Now, the thing is, I think at this point, it's after the month of August, so what, July, August, we only have two more months, and he's going to like just have be a PGA Tour member through the normal standards. Yep, so. yep. It would be nice if he would stick it to him and win one. Uh, I'm going with who will be our first three-time winner of the year, somebody who is a very unlikely three-time winner in this PGA Tour wraparound season, Jason Kokrak. He's all in. He's pushed his chips all the way in the middle of the table. He raked them back because he won 2020, He's already won again in 2021. Give me the big stick. Uh, who else could? Who, do you know anybody else has three Ks in their last name? I mean that that's a, that's a strong single. It's got to be a European, name. Eastern European guy, right? That has at least three in there. Got to be a Polish guy or something, maybe. So you think about you know getting a lot of consonants in there, Eastern, you know, Hungary, something like that, maybe on the Euro Tour. I don't who know. Could say? Who could say? We've already I given bet, one. I bet there's one out there. Get Chris Kirk. Chris wanna, Kirk's got two. We, we don't want to spoil the folks with. Extra, extra Kramer Hickox got two. So. So, you know, Socio political, geopolitical stuff like I have that. To get a map of Europe in here. Um, nonetheless, he's going to be hoisting his third trophy of this PGA Tour season, and crazily may lock up a Ryder Cup spot if he were to he's win. Playing well, yet playing a well. third uh, championship this year. So there you have it. Take it to the bank. Take it to the bookie. Yeah, take it to DraftKings, wherever you want to take it. Maybe just take it as a little handshake bet with your with your, your buddy next door. That's right. But if you want to take it to DraftKings, then you got to go check out the Dirty Birdies, right? With our man Scooter Gers and uh, and also Chad Ford as well. You can you can get a link to that right on our website. Uh, go to fantasysportspros.com. Scroll down to the bottom. You'll see the week, weekly picks segment, uh, and uh, you go over to the YSO Fantasy Pod Picks. You'll have the link there that will take you directly to the DraftKings contest for this week. The Rocket Mortgage Classic uh, that uh, Scooter and uh, 2G have set up for everyone's uh, benefit and enjoyment. So I think we've limited, I think they capped it at 50 guys this week. So, or 50 entrants, I should say. So we got some guys and gals uh, that join in that contest each and every week. So get over there uh, and uh, get in the event, right? So still a few spots left right now as we're recording this here on Monday evening. But uh, if you wait until Wednesday afternoon, it's going to be full. I can tell you that right now. So get over there on Tuesday, sign up for that. Again, scroll down to the bottom of our webpage, uh, Weekly Picks, and uh, you'll find a direct link to take you to the contest there. But uh, while we're talking to plugs, Jake Till, you want to? I am going to give you a plug because this okay. is the kind okay. of knowledge that I can that you'll find if I drop my Twitter handle on you. I should say our Twitter handle, at YSOGolf at YSOGolf, out on Twitter. Give that a follow. Interestingly enough, this weekend, the Rocket Mortgage Classic is actually a composite, composite, as the folks down under call it, course between the North and the South courses at Detroit Golf Club. So they take apparently the best 18 holes of the 36 and weave it into one course. How about that? You're not going to get that on the PGA telecast this weekend. That's the digging that you're going to get at, at YSO Golf on Twitter. Frankly, a lot of love, and I keep saying this, but a lot of love out on Instagram. Jonathan W. Teal is where you'll find that. 
Uh, folks have really been enjoying the different photography we've been putting out there related to golf uh, and golf adjacent things. So that's where you find us out on social, and we uh, we will be lightly checking in on a few of these things. But don't forget that coffee golf, the Irish Open. Maybe a little Irish cream Ooh, in your coffee yeah. to match the Irish Open. Could be something you're interested Start in. Start the day off well. Yeah. Happy 4th of July, folks. Independence Day, 1776. Put on the stars and stripes. Let's go. Absolutely. America. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, uh, yeah, you mentioned YSO Golf. Uh, and obviously, we mentioned the website, fantasysportspros.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter at sports underscore pros. And remember, that is pros with an E. So, uh, JT, I assume that you and I will be golfing at some point uh, this uh, holiday weekend, my friend. So, I'm looking forward to seeing you out there on the course again. Absolutely. Weather, weather permitting. So, we got to get this rain to stop, my friend. So, we got to dry out a little bit here. God, I'm, yeah, over you hate, I'm over it. You hate to wish away fest, rain, but I, I think it's time to, to go ahead and get back to the drought that uh, is reliable for golf, if not in, if not uh, enjoyable. Certainly in July and August, um, yeah, we're used to it. But, uh, yeah, we, we will be out there and uh, would love to join up with some of our YSO sickos to get out there on the links with us over the next few weeks. Uh, next week we'll be releasing some, some very fun stuff, kind of invite-only sort of deal for the British Open, but the British will be featured prominently at Chalk, and we'll let you in on a little bit of an insider treat that some of us are going to get to experience. And then some Ryder Cup stuff. Ryder Cup is coming up uh, end of September. Going to be doing something very special at Chalk for that. So just what in the whistle, guys. We're going to get uh, this golf season closed out in a big way over the next couple months. Yep, I agree 100%. And in the interim, get out there to Chalk and uh, enjoy, right? So get out there, watch some of the footy, watch some of the golf, and uh, watch some NBA Conference Finals, NBA Finals are coming up. So it's all happening out at Chalk. Again, 1324 West Memorial Road. Get out there and enjoy it. And so rain or shine, J. Till, I guess in the interim as well, we're going to wish everyone to get out there and also enjoy the walk. Enjoy the walk.